Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got a special and very questionable episode because Chris and I don't even know why we're recording, but we had our special guest Sherwin come on and he was telling us that he wanted to share something exciting with us and that was all you told us, Sherwin. Yeah, you know, recording with you guys was so much fun last time and I, I mean that quite genuinely, uh, but... Honestly, uh, we kind of had some interesting sort of semi-spoilers come up in that, which I think, when I was talking to Perkins and the other guys about what, you know, where we're going to go on shows and stuff and talk about some of this stuff we're going to uh, we're going to show you soon, I kind of knew that it had to be you guys. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, know how to take that, but thanks. Well, well, let's get going. So I'll apologise to both of you to start with. I kind of cheated a little bit and told you about some stories about miners and stuff, which okay. just simply isn't true. Um, so, I mean, there are miners, I'm not disputing that, but I've got something kind of cool to show you. So, one second, and I'm just going to zip these things over right now. I'm going to do them one at a time. Cool. What? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, neat things. What in the hell is this? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, this is neat. So, yeah, you just sent us a card for a mortician's player. Yeah, a little bit. Let's talk about what you guys can see. Mm. All right, so you sent us a card, and apparently the character's name is Morn. What? And she's a coach, apparently. And mm. I also see the text captain on the back of her card. A little bit. A little bit. So, yeah, this is interesting. I, I like the art. That's the first thing that popped up at me, Sherwin, is that art is pretty sweet. It's almost like, uh, what was that creepy girl from The Grudge? I think it kind of looks like her a little bit. Yeah, similar sort of thing. We actually spoiled this one around Christmas time, if you guys remember the uh, the Christmas Carol uh, yeah. story that I did. Yeah. Uh, this is the mournful child. All right, um, so, so we, caref- we cunningly hid it with canon, not canon. What in the hell is this? Um, well, I'll leave you guys to do your thing. Yeah, Chris. I mean, what do you think? Looking at uh, at Morin's car just right <laughs> off the bat. Okay, so first, very first impressions, and let's go a little. And th- this is well. First off, this is not what I thought we were fucking going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, as I as I look at this card, the first things that. I find very interesting is it says coach and captain like you pointed out and that would mean that now we have a major guild that has three captains which yep. I'm going to extrapolate mm-hmm. out and wonder out loud and Sherwin can answer this or not does that mean that part of the fix to those minor guilds that are have been pretty weak means they get a second captain so now major guilds get three captains and minor guilds get two I think you're going for a bit of a jump there. I'm, uh, I'm showing, I'm going to show you some new captain cards. Okay. Uh, today. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to go any further than that. But I'm, I, to be honest, I think what we're seeing is pretty cool enough before we get into. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Games. Before we start getting into that, but she's pretty cool. She's got a high defense. She's definitely kind of got that paper kind of feel to her, where like she can die pretty easy. She's got a short playbook. It's only three columns. Uh, it's kind of an interesting playbook because it just has some dodges and two damage is the high point on on three hits 
Um, I do like the new character play. She's got one called Malice, which is plus two tack. She's got another new one that's called Hollowed, where target-friendly model games Empathy. While attacking this model, playbook damage doesn't generate momentum, so I mean, that's kind of cool. Casta's got a new best friend. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, I was going to say, she's yeah. like a battery that's perfect for anybody that is influence greedy, because she's that 4-4 influence on here. And yeah. so, because of that, she obviously is going to lead from the back. You're never going to put her at risk. She's not going to do a ton of damage or anything like that. She's not a scorer because she only has a 2-6 kick. So, she's going to be a support captain for sure. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that. Let's move on to the back of the card if you guys are... Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the back of the card and take a look at some of the abilities there. Yeah, so the one that people are going to be familiar with is she has Rising Anger. So, once again, it's kind of an incentive not to hit her. Yeah. Um, and then, and then this is an interesting trait. It's uh, called Grave Candle. It's a six-inch aura. When friendly model within this aura uh, is reduced to zero hit points, before suffering the taken out condition, the friendly model may recover health up to its recovery level. If it does, the enemy team gains two victory points. So, if I'm reading this right, Sherwin, it's like you suffer the takeout, but instead of deciding to go off the pitch and then jog on, you can just basically reanimate where you are. Basically, you've got no wasted activations with her. Yeah. Uh, so, your, your team, so you can spend all the time you want trying to take out Ghast with generating no no MP, and uh, with and, and then when you kill him, he just her. pops back up. He just gets better. It also means that she's immortal if you want her to be. Yeah, yeah that's pretty pretty damn cool. Yeah, and then her second neat. one with Faded is once per turn, and this is another six inch aura. When another friendly model within this aura makes an attack, kick, or uses a character play, the friendly model may reroll any number of dice. So she gives precise calculations hell? out to one of her team members. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things we wanted to do was create a new captain who wasn't like uh, Scalpel or Obulus at all, where Obulus and Scalpel are both very influence-hungry. They, they pretty much are super solos. They're taking everything themselves, you know, seven or six influence every turn and doing everything themselves. We really wanted Morn to kind of push that the rest of her team around. Um, so hence rules like Manus, Quick Time, uh, obviously um, Fated, and then ultimately Grave Candle. Well, I really like the way she plays Sherwin because, like, if you look at her, she is like that coach. It's she's just helping the team out, and really, I mean, you could use her for influence to help the team and do some cool things, or you could just be like, you know what? That's for influence for my new and improved squaddies to do all their cool stuff they do. And she just we didn't also say she is a six eight move. She has a one inch reach, so two six kick. So pretty much all her stats are just about moving and staying alive and helping the team out. Is really what it comes down to. It looks like. Hmm. Yeah, really, really cool card. I, I I was not expecting a third captain today. Yeah, I mean that's that's just crazy, man. I mean, it's it's really cool. It, people hated morticians already. I don't know if this helps anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, to in all in the interest of uh, being fair, should we show you some more? I mean, I I always like more. I, I, okay. Well, so this is obviously. I, I mean, just because we want to be fair. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I heard that you play hunters, so let's go with this. We do, we do uh, fancy yeah, us some, some hunters. Experience. Hey, you know who's oh going to be so pissed man, that he's not what? into fluff, so we don't invite him on these calls? <laughs> John is going to be so angry. <laughs> man, so meet Steeljaw. So Steeljaw. So yeah, Steeljaw is another captain. Uh, 
and it's an attacking midfielder, and it's a female, so we got another another female captain, which is always cool. Uh, she's kind of interesting. She's got a five eight move, one inch melee. So I mean, that's that's a hunter captain thing. It seems like uh, four one defense, four six Holy influence is always nice. Yo, look at the back. <laughs> well, let's get let's get dude. Look at that. First, bring them right? down in the expert trapper. Like she's gonna ah, easy some shit easy. Up. You're 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 getting too excited. I, I'm very excited. <laughs> Maybe I'll start uh, playing Hunters more. There you go. And once again, the art looks cool. She's got a lot of skulls and bones coming off of her, you know, uniform and armor. And it just, yeah, she looks cool. Um, so, yeah, she she has some dodges, push dodges. Looks like she can do some decent damage with uh, two damage on three hits and three damage on five hits. And she's only got a five wide playbook, so that's pretty cool. And her character plays, she has bait. Which you can either buy for two or you can trigger with two hits off the playbook. Uh, she's got a six inch pulse. This model may place two friendly trap markers within this pulse. Then choose two enemy models within this pulse. The chosen models suffer a one inch push. So it's it's an auto, hey, you're snared and you take damage. Which is amazing. <laughs> uh, she has disarm, which is also really good. And weak point, which is super good. Minus two tack and minus one armor is never a bad thing. So the front of the card has me super excited. 16 boxes. Chris, what did you see you liked oh, at dude, the back? Oh, dude, the back of the, of the card. card is just dope as all hell. She has a two character traits. One is bring them down. Basically, while she's on the pitch, friendly human models. So not within guild. So like we're talking about the Falconer's models, like Minerva. They gain big yeah. game traps. So they can just drop traps. And then she also has expert trapper. So then those traps that they're able to drop, when somebody triggers one of the traps, the enemy model, and there's no like aura on this. She can just do this. <laughs> and the enemy model suffers weak point or it suffers bleed. So you're able, <laughs> oh you're able to throw out this weak point and bleed. And then because that isn't bad enough, um, on a legendary play, she has a legendary play on the back of her card called Perfect Positioning. So this is only a six-inch pulse. But basically, she can remove any number of friendly trap markers. So, like, you put them all out one turn, then you go first. She picks them all up and then can replace them wherever she wants in the pulse. <laughs> so, John's going to be a pain in the dick with this, man. Yeah, this because is, he's going to run... Rough. <laughs> Are they going to allow you to take three captains in your 12? That's a good question. Okay, so he's not giving us an answer on that. I mean, like, the Hunters are just going to be a nightmare with this shit. Because, like, then how do you how do you plan when somebody can put out, like, Harriers with Minerva and then, like, she can also put down these big game traps with Steeljaw? Well, here's the thing. I, I actually don't... Th I think it would be actually cooler if you just left it with two captains because then you have to make that decision. So mm -hmm. just kind of my opinion, I think it'd be cooler if you had to choose from the three. Um, because the way that season four is dropping, all three captains are going to be pretty viable in most guilds. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting decision to make for, uh, for the players. So, but yeah, I mean, looking at her really, really cool stuff. I mean, all this trap manipulation and extra effects you can put on people. I mean, for, this is like, if John had a wet dream about a hunter captain, <laughs> I think this would be it. Cause he just loves getting in the middle of the pitch and, you know, fucking people up. Just really and One cool. of the things... One of the things we wanted to focus in on this was uh, having a hunter who really uh, emulated kind of, again, rather than being a disciple of the Sunfather or the Moon Goddess, we really wanted to hone in on that sort of hunter, traditional hunter sort of abilities mm -hmm. and um, and sort of style. And this is what came out of it. 
uh, which is, I think, another kind of fun control piece for Hunters to kind of throw in there. But it really unlocks different members of their team that you'd normally expect and yeah. sort of lets you play them in different ways. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, yeah. you have the scoring and maneuvering with Skatha. You have Theron, who has, like, this range control game. And now you have this new captain, Steeljaw, who basically controls you throughout melee, kind of like Jakar. And Jakar would actually be a really nice piece in this list that she'd probably put together. Well, and then the other thing that I noticed is if you look at the way that her character plays and her damage and her kick is designed, it's not like she's an overwhelming... She's not a super solo piece, again. So she's going to be very influence-productive and influence-battery for the rest of her team because you're not going to want to try and be taking models out with her. Like, she's got... One on one, two on three, three on five. So it's not like she does a ton of damage. And then on the other side, her kick is a three six, which is solid, but it's not like she's going to be your go to scorer. So you're not going to be loading her up with influence every time. It's going to make the rest of her team better. Well, and here's the really cool thing about Steeljaw is she. So obviously, you have the bear in this new season, and you have Chaska who does a bunch of damage too. So you have these two really high damage pieces. And She's one of those models where it's like she can set down all these traps and she can push you, make a bunch of people snared, and now you have this decision where it's like, okay, which model do you want to die? Because now you have three or four <laughs> models who are snared and one of them's going to die and you need to choose. Yeah, it does sound really good. This is this is an exciting <laughs> is model. Is this going to tempt you back to Hunters? You know, I've been enjoying Union and l unless you show me something tasty with Union, I might I might Oh, like go back like to maybe old, uh, a Captain Greed card? That would, be, I'm show you, I, that would be. I can show thing. you some more captains. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to show you that one, but let's show you something else, shall we? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's see what let's else. Go ahead. We got. Let's see something else tasty. Let's go with this. Okay. I can see only one of you seen this thus far. There you go. Ah, oh, bloody hell! <laughs> All right, so representing for the Asians. So, Great, I love this. <laughs> Chris is already on board. I'm going to read the back of the I card. Why Pete looks Kai, at the <laughs> I'm just going to quickly talk to you about Yukai. Uh, Yukai is a f our first non-binary character. Okay. Uh, so, no gender. Okay. Just ah. a heads up for what we're talking about. Yeah, it just says human. So, anyway, I'll leave you guys to do your thing. All right, so this is so Yukai is a fisherman captain, and once again, we see this coach tag with it. So, I'm actually interested in Sherwin. You can kind of answer this if you can. Are we going to mm. start seeing any mechanics, like, rule-wise in the game that's going to start impacting this coach tag? I don't know. It's interesting because what we've done with a lot of these captains uh, is we've what we've done with these guys is we've really tried to introduce some new sort of push the boundaries uh, and and some of that you've already seen with say for example Steeljaw where rather than having something on the pitch as an aura you have something which is just always on um, because it makes it super friendly for a new player for example to actually pick up yeah. and it saves a lot of that sort of fiddly management during mid game to make sure somebody's in range or whatever else. Um, I mean, we do obviously have two new coaches here. Maybe we sort of, you know, push a little bit more rules interaction. That's an interesting one for Perkins or Bryce. Um, yeah, because I think it would be, I think where I probably see that coach tag coming in the most is with uh, maybe the new game plan cards. If they come out with a new set here mm. sometime, that might be an interesting way to use that coach mechanic. But Could be kind of fun. But yeah, the front of the card, uh, it's a fish. So, hey, she has, or sorry, not she. They. They. They have, uh, yeah, two-inch reach. So that's your typical fish captain, right? And fish mm. player, really. So it's got a five-wide uh, five wide playbook. The momentum's all on typical fish stuff that you'd see. The tackle on one, guild ball result on two, and then a nice sexy double dodge on four hits. 
Does have a knockdown, which is pretty interesting on five, so that that's that's always good to see on a captain. So the character plays. We have Swirling Waters, which target, and this is a six-inch range, target-friendly model may make a two-inch dodge. A model can be affected by this character play only once per turn. So you can either get that through the Guild Ball through the playbook, or you can pay one, and it's got a six-inch range. So nice little way to get your, get your models moving where you need them. And then... They have Break the Surface, which costs two, so you have to buy this one. And it's a six-inch character play. And it is once per turn, so you can only do this once. Uh, target enemy model or free ball within range. Place the target model or free ball within four inches of its current location. That's pretty interesting. Okay. That's like... So... I, I'm thinking like teleporting stuff. I don't know if they have that kind of power yeah, here with let you Let me tell you why that ability is so unbelievable that character play because if you look at the back of the card the first character trait <laughs> is called last cast catches the most while this model is on the pitch when a friendly model scores a goal if it does not use run the length the activation does not immediately what end the? so that means that that yukai model no here's what's going to happen that yukai model is going to score at the front end of a turn and then it's going to not end its activation, you're going to have to kick it out. And then that model is going to use break surface or this dodge, <laughs> all the movement, like the oh. two-inch reach, and score again. So you're going to get eight sure, point What are you guys doing over there? What are you doing? <laughs> are you trying, you haven't got to, the, you are you haven't trying got to make me flip yet. this table? Because I'm about to flip my desk Yeah, I, I was going to say, th uh, this novel on the back of the card is not done. So the character traits continue. <laughs> Next character trait, beating wings over water. Basically, this model is able to give another friendly model flying so they can get to the ball. And then, uh, let's see here. And then the legendary play is Cor Corm Cormorant's, Cormorant's Calling. Cormorant's. What, what's that a reference to, yep. by the way? It's the birds on the UK shoulders. Okay. You probably can't see them in this artwork, but there's some uh, Cormorant's listed okay, on okay. the shoulders. Okay, okay. Uh, Choose another unengaged friendly model within 10 inches of this model. Place the chosen model within 10 inches of this model. So basically, it's Jesus. an amped up Ooh. version of what Season Brisket can Brisk do. Yeah, what, what Sea Biscuit does, yeah. This is... What? This is like a time-traveling wizard hey, right hey, here. Hey, Pete, we, sh we shouldn't <laughs> tell Joe about this. Because then he's going to no. want to play the fish again. He's going to go back to fish, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, and this is actually really cool, Sherwin, because I think there are some fishermen players that don't like playing Corsair. So I think it's really interesting that you added a third captain that plays still very different differently than Shark, but also has, man, these weird mechanics where it's almost like, I'm, I don't even know if it's like psychic or it's just like <laughs> messing with the player's minds. I don't know if, you know, they're, this Yukai model's like throwing like this magical powder or some kind of you know drug or something that's messing with the minds of the other team but man this model's going to be messing with the minds of me that's for sure uh, of us dude I'm, I'm i'm confused looking at you guys hey i'll tell you what with this yukai model and that first last cast catches the most angel could fuck some shit up because if somebody kicks wrong and angel's able to like keep her activation going and use super shot to where she's got like a 10 inch range so they've just kicked yeah. it out but you're still able to collect the ball and somehow be within 10 inches of the goal. Yeah. yeah Angel's going to fuck some shit up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Angel. It's, and I, I like how these captains, Sherwin, are just, 
you know, while this model's on the pitch. So it's almost like this just aura that kind of like Ox, where it's just there benefiting the team and you don't have to activate the model to get a benefit, which is always really cool to have. Yeah, but it's better than an aura because they can do it from everywhere. Sort of like I yeah. I used Season Brisket that first time we played her. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually, so, and Sherwin, you might get a laugh at this. I don't know if you heard it on a previous episode, but when Seabiscuit first came out, Chris played her and the legendary, what Chris decided to do was teleport a model like from the other side of the pitch basically back to Seabiscuit or vice versa. And it was like a 20 inch move. And I'm just like, that's really strong. And then later we figured out Chris just cheats. But <laughs> that was you can accident. actually do that with Yukai. Yeah, Yukai says, that sounds pretty cool. Let's do that. Yeah, because you, um, you could do a 20 inch reposition. <laughs> Which is insane. Well, even more than that, if you if you're talking well, about yeah, the I'm end just, of the I'm 10 just speaking inches. general. Yeah. Wow, man. Just what what are what inspired this? Like, is there anything you can tell us about the backstory of this person? Because they look very mystical and very mysterious. Hmm. So the idea of Yukai is that Corsair has seen. Uh, Effectively, Corsair is looking at the rest of the Fisherman team. He knows that the team is in a bad place right now. They used to be champions. Uh, they used to kind of, you know, have fame and repute and all this other stuff. Obviously, he got taken out on the pitch by Ox. We know that much. Um, and ever since then, it's kind of this spiral downturn for the for the Fisherman. So the point where we find the Fisherman team, where you know, Grayscales and Shark took over, not really leading the team very efficiently. They haven't got Lord Chamberlain to lead them. We've now got Navigators coming in, and kind of, you know, Corsair is not a fan of. Uh, Windfinder and the other guys purely because they've they've come in and effectively he sees them as kind of diluting the waters as it were so one thing that Corsair is really looking at is what's my legacy going to be like how do I turn this team around because I'm not around forever and I've already seen once that I can get killhorde almost immediately yeah just by an angry butcher with a cleaver can take me out of the game and at that point yeah. we think nothing. I can't do everything that's what I own. like so he's really kind of so he remembers these this time when he was traveling around Numa and he was sort of seeing these incredible places of natural beauty where he would see these fisher folk kind of sitting on the banks or, you know, kind of gliding over the water or whatever, sort of, you know, honing their craft and, and just fishing. And he kind of remembers this and says, we should have someone like that in the team, sort of coaching the new players, people like Angel, for example, or Fathom. People, you know, individuals like that really need to learn their trade from this. Someone like Jack is never going to learn it because he's too old. Yeah. But if you have someone along those lines, like, you know, uh, Knuckles is another great example. We can have players who are really kind of grow up into this new format or this traditional kind of Fisher person's way of doing things. And that's really where we sort of have uh, Yukai come from. Really, really cool. I, I definitely like the vibe of this model. And, and once again, I mean, these these mod like, just looking at the artwork on the cards, you can just tell that these models are going to look really sweet on the pitch because there's a lot, of, a lot of detail and a lot of flavor to the artwork. So it's re really exciting to see where that's going to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all very, very excited about them. One of the things we wanted to do uh, is we really wanted to create something where it's, it's very user-friendly for new players. Although Yukai obviously caused a slight issue there because... Shark is kind of the go-to, not a point-and-click kind of captain, but you see where I'm coming from, oh, yeah. as close as you're going to get to that kind of thing. So Yukai actually sort of turned it on his head a little bit and went, well, this one will be a bit more complicated. Which leads us on, and we can probably have a drum roll for the next one, to something which I'm pretty sure is going to cause quite an explosion of Dr excitement. Drum roll, please. I'm very excited. <laughs> you I should know, be. I know, oh, I God. can feel it. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. No, wait, wait, wait a second. Why? I fucking hate <laughs> this guy. We just... Sure, when you lied to me. That... I didn't lie to anybody. Fucking traitor. Well, no. Last time we talked, I was like, 
what would it be like if Boar became a captain of the Butcher's Guild and you said you don't even want to imagine? Yeah, you don't want to. Well, now yeah. you got to imagine because we have veteran Boar who is a captain. Oh, my God. I think Chris would probably go over to this one. Oh, uh, what have you done, Sherwin? Well, let's see what, what Chris comes up with. So, yeah, I'm going to – let's look at the front of this Holy card. <laughs> no, you talk about the fronts. I talk about the backs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll look at the front. You got the back. Yeah, because again. the back All right. is dope as shit. So – First off, Boar's a beefy boy. He's uh, got 24 boxes, which is super nice. Just looking at that right off the bat. Uh, he's still got a two-inch melee, which is awesome. Uh, apparently, he lost an eye. Uh, something to do with Master Butcher, I suspect. Yeah, I think the uh, the eye patch, which is bolted to the side of his skull, is probably something to do with the Master Butcher. Okay. So maybe he gets in some kind maybe, of tuffle with the man. Wait, 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 wait. But right. then he ends up as a captain, which makes me very concerned about how that fight ends. Uh, that's a good question. You should be. He's you pretty. Should be. This guy's pretty scary. Yeah. So this guy's a beast, and I guess we're gonna have to deal with him now. So yeah. Anyways, he's got a two-inch melee. The interesting thing with him that I notice is he's pretty much the same stat-wise, except for you boosted up his movement by an inch, so he's a five-seven movement. And then his influence is actually a four-two, so he brings four influence, but you can only give him two which really makes him a pretty awesome battery just looking at the front of his card because that's just two influence. It's like, okay, I can't use this. Here, here it goes to somebody else. Um, still has a massive playbook. Oh, no, no, no. You'll it's... use it. Wait till we get to the back. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll see on the back. I'm just looking at the front. So yeah, he's still got a seven wide playbook. Uh, it basically scales pretty well. It, you know, you got one damn one momentous damage on one hit all the way up to six momentous damage on seven hits. Uh, he does have an interesting damage guild ball result on two and and five hits, so that could be interesting. And he actually has a really good knockdown on three, which is something the Butchers don't really have a lot of, so that's kind of cool to see. He puts out Singled Out, which is one of his character plays, so that's... And can, that's and really, can get it from that's the scary. charge. Well, hold, hold on, easy now, easy. And then he also has Stagger, so he's actually looking like a setup piece from this end. But he can also put up a ton of damage. Yeah, Chris, what do we got on the back of the card for this? Oh, oh by the way, and they gave him more boxes, 24. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's a big, beefy boy with 24 boxes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he's a setup piece for him fucking self. <laughs> um, so let's look at this card. Berserk and Furious are still there, which I think I think just kind of stays with the theme of the character, right? Like, yeah, that's I, I don't think that's abnormal. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what he does as a captain. The first thing he does is he has a six-inch aura called Bloodlust. What that means is, once per turn, when another friendly model starts its activation within this aura, the friendly model may spend one influence, hmm, maybe the influence that he can't put on himself, <laughs> to gain Berserk for the remainder of the turn. Berserk is, it lets somebody keep attacking, so... Um, yeah, the extra you know, attack imagines, do damage. Yeah, imagine anybody that wants to, uh, you know, put four out and just so, start so can you pick, whipping up on people. Can you picture somebody like like Shank or Boiler just getting eight attacks? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. <sighs> and what I'm excited for. <laughs> All right, what's his legendary, Chris? Because this, this can only get worse. <laughs> chop, chop. That's his legendary. All right, chop, chop. Um, what, what's it do, Chris? Another six-inch aura. So you know how like there was that model that like was able to get berserk for the remainder of the turn. That model then can couple that with this legendary, and while within this aura, other friendly models 
gain furious. So Sherwin. So he creates more <laughs> boars. So you guys with more you guys influence. Like, you want to know what's better than having one boar on the table? Let's have you know fucking six boars on the table. Because I don't think that's exclusive or to the damn mascot. So you could have the mascot all bloodlusting. Good God. <laughs> this is fucking nuts. Well, I mean, this one's. I saved this one for the end for Chris. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> okay, let's see what we can do. Just, ima- just imagine all the dead stuff with this model on the board. It's just so I will say, boar is legitimately very, very scary to face on the other side of the table. Hell yeah! Um, but at the same time, he is—he is a very one-dimensional captain. You know, he—he's very, very much like what we talked about with shark. Whereas you aim him at something, and you know that thing goes away, basically. Um, you have to be very careful of how you you, know, you can control him if you want to do that. So it's not quite as simple as this is the most busted thing we've ever introduced into the oh, game. Oh no, yeah, definitely um, not. What Boar is really bringing to your team is this amazing efficiency. Um, yeah, you've got so many extra attacks or you've got free charges, that sort of stuff. In terms of his influence stat, obviously we've, we've made that very deliberately. He's not a leader. He's just this homicidal maniac. So he's still got as much gravitas as a captain but can't actually use it himself. Yeah. But of course that means yeah. he can give it out to everybody else. Well, and it's kind of interesting because I, I like the way that the game has started to develop where there's these different paths to victory. So you have these teams that you know can score three goals, and you have these teams who can do two takeouts and two goals, and you have these other teams that can do four takeouts and one goal. This might be the first captain that can legitimately do, like, hey, a six-takeout game. Hmm. Like, I, I think you could just, like, leave the ball on the back line and just be like, we're just going to kill everything on the board, like, twice. Well, you say that, and then you play against Yukai, and that's not going to work. Um, yeah, you're you're definitely right. <laughs> We've lost Chris. Man, He's just theory machining at this point. Yeah, Chris is like derped out on us. <laughs> no, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out ways that I can com- combo this shit. I think his brain um, exploded because basically I can turn so many people, like even Brisket, who has two damage on two, momentously into like a murder machine. Well, not only that, I mean, you look at butchers, right? And even now, you could bring the damn pig and the pig could you know actually do some work <laughs> oh my goodness yeah yeah that's yeah there, there's a lot of good options here i like this <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is good stuff I, hey hey i'm a fan i'm a fan okay not gonna lie sherwin this is uh this is a little terrifying this is a good good uh good captain yeah well they all are to be fair um all, yeah. all four we've shown so but um yeah we thought that you guys might appreciate a uh, heads up on this um, so you can put it out for your listeners. Um, obviously, have a chat to us about some of the design ideas we went into them, that sort of stuff. Uh, things are like always on abilities, you know, making them relatively user friendly, or trying to fit into a gap in the team that the rest of the uh, that the other captains perhaps don't feel. Um, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So let me and I don't I'm, I don't know if you can answer this, but so is this something where we can expect? expect every major guild to get one of these new coach captain things is this is this something we can expect to see you know that's a wait wait mine mine wasn't a coach okay well i said i said coach slash captain (laughs) so that's a great question um and whilst that's all you're going to get out of me i will say that i think it would probably be a little bit unfair if we gave four teams (laughs) captains i agree i agree Uh, and given the teams that you've picked so far at least for our podcast if you just leave it at these four teams, I'm okay with that. 
yeah. Chris is like, good, yeah. good. Well, yeah, Chris got his butcher, and that's all we wanted, really. But Veteran Bought, Veteran Bought so is the reason why I'm here today. It was just after that particular conversation, to be honest. I thought you guys so, would love that. Yeah, it, it's great. and We do. Thank you. And I just can't believe it actually happened. I, I mean, it was kind of like a what if, and here it is staring me in the face that Boar's a captain. So It was quite difficult <laughs> not to go, yeah, man, that's happening. Oh, man. Good, good time. So let me ask you. But that, I do like, think it means filet or ox dies. Maybe. So that makes me sad. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, I don't really like filet that much. So hopefully, hopefully, filet hopefully it's filet. <laughs> so Sherwin, let me ask you this: Ooh. Is there any kind of timeline you can you can kind of tell us that where you guys are looking to start? Like where where are these models actually going to start being playable in the future? Uh, well, in terms of the actual release of these things, um, by the time this, well, as this goes out, obviously we're speaking a little bit ahead, uh, we've already been running spoilers um, for showing off these to the wider community, um, and we should more or less have them available straight away. Like, so model-wise, are these going to be coming wait, out wait, pretty wait. soon? Yeah, or? what does straight away mean? Uh, this means that you can expect these on the table pretty quickly. Oh, wow. Like, so, let me let me ask you this. So, like, by Spring I, Fling? I was going to say, I'm going to Spring Fling here in, like, April. Are these going to be affecting the game before that? Uh, I'm not going to commit myself to that sort of thing. Oh, however, sure, you're killing however, me. you're killing me. Wait, can we at least get our hopes up? I would certainly say that you should be thinking lots about making this with these guys in them. Okay, great. So, ready by spring fling. That's what I'm hearing. I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh man, somebody's going to be upset. That's uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, the other guy who's normally on the podcast. Dude. You just left him out this time. Uh, I know. Well, he's going to be super upset that he wasn't here looking at these damn cards. Well, I mean, yeah, Pete, we should just not tell him and then just make him wait for the podcast. Make him listen to it? <laughs> yeah, make him listen to the podcast. That's kind of what happens uh, if you're not on the thing. You guys now I have know. the burden yeah. that you can't talk about these amazing captains. Welcome to what we've uh, all had. Yeah, that's right. It's been uh, really know, right? hard not to tell the world about these things. So, so excited. So did you... I'm excited to paint even. I'm so excited. As a team, did you guys feel like... You just needed like some new captains to shake up the meta and just get people playing differently. Because I feel like even though we're in a new season, I feel like a lot of people are still in the same type of mindset mm. and play styles. And we're still seeing that. So were these designed to shake up the meta and be like, yeah, if you play the same old way, you might get messed up by this new captain. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the, the biggest thing that obviously we had uh, coming out of SteamCon last year, uh, Matt and I had a conversation on the drive back home, uh, SteamCon UK, obviously. We we talked about how a lot of the teams haven't changed dramatically since you know Season 2 in terms of you've had a couple of pieces here and there, but for the most part, there hasn't been a dramatic shift and change in terms of what the teams do. And one of the things we really wanted to do was inject a little bit, a little bit more flavour in terms of the actual backstory, and a little bit more flavor in terms of the actual, um, you know, what's happening in the world to better reflect the teams as they've adjo- adjusted and sort of moved on. But also to kind of change up exactly as you say, some of the metas, change up some of the players' sort of opinions of what their team can do and can't do and stuff. Because ultimately that's sort of, that's really what a game like Guild Ball, where it's, you know, it can constantly evolve for new players, new models uh, coming into the teams because it really can shake things up. We already have the uh, Free Cities Draft rookies uh, later this year coming out. Um, mm-hmm. We'll also now see these guys as well. I mean, that alone is enough to kind of make a dramatic shift, I think, to what people teams people are going to see across the table. And again, someone like Boar really does, or Yukai, really does force your opponent to kind of play a specific way or kind of think very sensibly about, so how do I stop this thing from happening? Because these are really powerful pieces. Um, not super powered, but they are powerful enough that you can't just go, oh, I'll just do my normal Corsair drop or you know, whatever, or Ballista or whatever else into this stuff. You have to think yeah. carefully. I think it's definitely interesting because 
there are certain matchups when you play a guild where you're like, oh, I'm not even worried about that guild because I can handle those two captains. Well, mm. just looking at these third captains, it's going to definitely be like, oh, well, I don't have any problems with morticians. But now with this third captain, it's like, oh, crap, maybe uh, maybe I need to worry about if they decide to drop Morn because she provides all these rerolls and problems that I don't want to deal with. Well, I think you're going to see kind of, yeah, people actually on the tables kind of whip out a calculator and have to work out new math on everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of seeing there at the list construction level. Uh, I just think these models, I mean, just looking from the four that you gave us, and I can only imagine the other ones that you're planning on throwing out there into the into the just meta, but they they just they're very different from the other two captains where it's just it's going to really give you a bunch of models that maybe you weren't even contemplating about playing and now it's like yeah you can totally play that model it works really well with this third captain and it's it's really exciting just to think about yeah i i, I absolutely agree i just thinking about Steeljaw, for example um I mean, Zerola, for example, now has... I think she's got a push on two, if memory serves, on her yeah. playbook. Suddenly that's changed dramatically in terms of what that can actually do. Now Steel Draw's there, for example, mm-hmm. just as such a simple, subtle thing. Um, and, of course, that immediately sets up Farhad, who can then charge in as a Link's activation because you've literally just set up Farhad perfectly. Yeah, and then when you set off that trap with the expert trapper, now that model that got hit with the trap is also minus one armor, so it's like, oh, now Fahad's going to definitely kill you. Yeah, or bleeding if you need it to. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, Chris, any, so any thoughts? You're, you're over there putting, I, I, putting stuff together. Dude, Pete, we can't share this with other people, but you can come to my house and we can, like, let's ra- play butchers Let's wrap this up right now. <laughs> Let, let's just, like, I know the other guys are showing up at the shop today f- to play with us, but, like, we should just ditch them. <laughs> just break out our new toys oh my god (laughs) oh so i don't know chris do you have any we'll keep this short but do you have any like last minute questions or you want to fanboy out real quick or i don't know no i'm i'm just super excited obviously i'm super excited because this just by looking at this card and by what sherwin has said there's a lot that i'm going to be able to get in terms of fluff Mm. and i i I obviously get really excited whenever I get more Butcher's Fluff. Um, I wonder how this is going to play into the lane story, for mm-hmm. instance. Um, that's pretty cool. The other thing that I do feel like the listeners would want me to specifically ask is, you have this first non-binary captain, mm-hmm. uh, Yukai, and I think that there were a lot of people that thought Mist was going to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of, I, I just want to ask this kind of in an open-ended way. Um what are some of your thoughts as far as incorporating that diversity into the game? And what went into your thoughts about making this character specifically the first non-binary ca- character? Uh, I'll just kind of leave it yeah, open. Yeah, no worries. I, so one of the most important things we... One of our most important ethoses we always have is representation in our game. Um, you know, simply put, we don't want to fall into the trap that you know traditional games companies go where it's a bunch of white dudes running around doing their stuff. Uh, we do have this very rich world of lots of different nations, lots of different uh, players, all from various different you know locations and all sorts of things, which lets us explore an awful lot of different avenues for that stuff. And it just got to the, well, it not even just got to the point. We just sort of sat there one day in the office and went, so how about we make UK non-binary? And it's it's almost as simple as I, I don't think we want to really go to a stamp of over politicizing it or overstating anything. 
it's almost a case of why not? Why can't we have a non-binary character in, in representation in the game? It's it's cool to do that. Um, I don't think there's any sort of downside to us doing that. Obviously, there's a slight game rule mechanic, deciding uh, we're sort of you know charmed male or charmed female, for example. But ultimately, yeah. that's that's a very minor footprint on the grand scheme of things. Um, much like in the same way that we have homosexual characters, uh, you know, we now have a child character in Mourn, the Mournful Child. Uh, yeah, these are all of these different things are representation which we don't necessarily want to shy away from just because it's not been done before. All right, and a question that I have, and this this is pretty much the last thing. So logistics-wise, I know a bunch of people have been complaining about problems with getting models on time, you know, release dates getting pushed back. So with all this new stuff and you saying that it's planned to come out pretty quickly, does that mean that a lot of those issues you guys had in-house are now getting resolved where you guys are pretty much clear to get everything out when you want to? Um, So one of the things we've really focused on since pretty much SteamCon, so November last year, is we know that we're we're not blind to our community. We know there's been a bit of difficulty with some of the supply and stuff. Um, We've been working really hard to kind of make sure that we address that and we, going forward, that that is as best adjusted as we possibly can. Because obviously the last thing we want to do is disappoint people. We don't necessarily want people to kind of go, hey, I've ordered my team, but I have no faith they're actually going to come out here or there. That's not really what we want. And I don't think that's what you guys want either. So it's something where we're working very, very hard to try and you know leave that stuff behind us. And these captains um, will be, I think, uh, a very good example of where we can actually show, you know what, hey, we've improved. Um, this is, you know, these things are being released when we say, you know, when we say they are, they'll be available immediately. And that's that. All right. And just from kind of the last couple of drops on the blog and some things that you guys have released out um, news wise, mm-hmm. it seems like, and Plus, even at SteamCon, instead of, you know, parting it up at SteamCon, you had guys, you know, at the actual distribution and factories trying to get that stuff squared away. So I think that speaks a lot to you guys knowing that, like, hey, there was an issue and we were we were solving it. But I think people don't understand that something that be, like that that becomes a problem that takes a long time mm. to get right. It's not something you can fix overnight. That's very true. Um, I think that's possible. I, I wholeheartedly agree that's one of the most important things that people should realize it's not as simple as a magic wand kind of solution of hey we'll just make that better Um, you do have to put new processes in you do need to sit there and have various different meetings with production partners um you know readdress strategies marketing you know all sorts of things Um, oh yeah and and we've basically we, we kind of feel like um obviously we know we had a relatively slow start to the year well in case we've obviously just said we have some new captains we have miners we have cooks on the horizon. We're really excited about the fact that we just have a real burst of new releases coming up, um, which is going to be really cool for the game. Yeah, really, really exciting times there. I so <laughs> I was expecting to see minor cards, but this is definitely a nice surprise. Sure, when you really, really gave me some some nice things to uh, to look at over the weekend. Yeah, and then yeah, I was thinking about the the miners. Like characters, I was like, "Oh, things. we're gonna see Maybe a robot." We'll get to see that tank, but then I got a tank as my captain, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> no worries, guys. I'm glad we. I'm, well, no, I'm glad I, you I was, guys. I was sitting it. there and I'm like, "Oh, I'm okay. You're gonna show us the first card. Okay, let's hope it's the tank." And then I see a mortician, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's not the tank." <laughs> but this is awesome. Oh man, really exciting. <laughs> oh yeah, we're so excited. So, so go, ahead, Chris. It, it, I don't. Well, I don't think that we have anything else for Sherwin. Should we let him go and and let ever sign off and let everyone out of here? Yeah, we'll we'll sign off and we got a couple of uh, a couple of upkeeping things with Sherwin. But yeah, we're we'll, we're gonna roll some dice and throw some salt. And thanks again, Sherwin, for coming on. Awesome. 
Uh, no worries at all. I loved going on the show. Um, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to doing it again if I can 